This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with The App Show. Mike Eggerbo here in studio. Well, actually in the Toronto studio broadcasting uh, from uh, back east this week. However, uh, I do have uh, John Beeler. Uh, my co-hosts uh, back in uh, our Vancouver studio. And just to complicate things, i got my friend Derek Malcolm, tech expert, uh, joining me here in Toronto as well. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. So what are we going to talk about on today's show? This is going to be interesting. Uh, if you own an Android phone, you have to listen to this program. We touched a little bit on this uh, on uh, our Get Connected show yesterday, but uh, as many as 25 million Android smartphones around the world world have been infected by malware that hides itself in apps like WhatsApp and takes them over. We will also be talking about all these new data plans. Uh, Rogers started it off with their Rogers Infinite plan. Uh, the others followed. Uh, Bell and Telus have uh, matched them and uh, in some ways exceeded them. Why now? Why are they coming out with these great plans now? Well, we'll touch base uh, on that. And uh, there's even some updates uh, on some uh, new ones uh, as well. And uh, we also have some great uh lists as well. We've got the app Hot 5. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, Hot 5 summer apps, right, John? That's right. Stuff to make your summer better. Well, in Vancouver, it would be having sun would be, <laughs> would be, would be, would be fantastic. Uh, let's start out with some of the, uh, the app news uh, out there. I don't know if you saw this, guys. Uh, parents concerned with their kids' screen time are hiring screen-free coaches. This was a story in the New York Times. So these, uh, these coaches will come into your house to teach your kids how not to use their smartphones and tablets and, and TVs all the time. And get get how much? How much? How much do you think? Oh, I don't even want... They uh, can get upwards of 250 an hour U.S. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. To yell at somebody else's kid? Yeah. <laughs> I want this job. <laughs> yeah, I, I would come in, <laughs> yell at them, and take their phones away. And I'd have to do this weekly, of course, just what? to reinforce it. That's just lazy parenting. Come on, man. Like, well, you know, it's a, it's a prompt for some parents. Like, I, I look at my kids. Those those little buggers are glued to their screens. Yeah, I mean, my daughter is too, and she's eight. But I mean, there there are. It's too late for her. There's way. She's, <laughs> we've already lost her yet. There's way. There's way more options that you have than going to that extreme. Like I have, we have a, what their parents are doing. What's that? They're just mimicking what their parents are doing, Mike. Yeah, yeah I beg your pardon. Do you know what? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Do you know what feature I hate on my iPhone now? The screen time feature, where it adds up every week how much time you've spent on on your iPhone. Right. It is awful. Well, we were. I using, feel like crap every time that thing comes up. We were using that for a while with with our daughter, and that was really great because we would put a screen time limit on whatever video she was watching. Uh, well, actually, you could put it on individual apps, or you could just put it across the entire iPad altogether. And then when her time was up, she'd get a she'd get a notification. And um, I could either punch in the passcode and extend it by like fifteen minutes or an hour or something like that. But what uh, what our good friend Nick Blakeney uh, out in uh, Calgary told told me that he does with his kids, and I started doing was make her earn it. So after her time is up, so look, I'll give you 15 more minutes if you go and feed the cats, whatever, give them some water, or I'll give you an hour if you do these types. And it gets her away or it gets her face away from the screen for a little bit. And sometimes she doesn't even come back. Like, she'll just get distracted me along and I'm going to do this now. And then she just stops and forgets about it. I found that super helpful. Yeah, she's she's calling her friends, telling them what a jerk you are. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Except she doesn't know how to use a, an actual phone. Well, that that like to would, call somebody yet? Like, yeah, it's all 
texting. And You're right. Uh, let's look at uh, Google Translate. Uh, have you used this before, Derek? Um, uh, once or twice, yeah. Yeah, the, so. uh, the camera version. Uh, so essentially, if uh, I'm in Spain, for example, I can hold up uh, the Google Translate app with the camera on, and it will automatically translate the signs or menus right, like into the, a, the AR. Yeah, right. augmented reality yeah. Uh, into English. That's that's cool. And, I, yeah, it's, and it's gotten a lot better. They've improved the accuracy anywhere from 55 to 85 percent. It wasn't always super <laughs> accurate. You know, when I was over in uh, Europe with uh, John, I tried it a few times on the menus because we couldn't understand anything. Uh, and it was, you know, kind of weird. Uh, but now they've added uh, more languages. I think there's 60 new languages. And uh, from what I understand, John, that it automatically detects the languages now as well before you had to tell it what language you're trying to do. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, because sometimes I would see signs when we were in Europe. I don't know what language this is, because, you know, we were in France, but there was other languages on some of these signboards that we saw, and it would not know how to, I wouldn't know how to choose the right version or, you know, dialect even. And that's one of the new features they've added. It'll actually detect dialects of different languages and automatically do it instantaneously, which is great. So anyway, uh, they're rolling out uh, these uh, new updates to it. So if you haven't tried it before, you got to try it. It's fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, speaking of Google, they're taking another crack at building a social network. John, explain. Shoelace is what it's called. Yes, this is their new uh, hyper-local events uh, discovery app. And the idea behind it is uh, you can... Uh, be suggested and get notifications for local events happening around you. Uh, the sort of the trick with this particular app, though, is you can't just go download it. You actually have to be invited to download it by someone that's already got the app. So it's kind of like tell two friends and get them into the network and then they'll play with it and then build it out that way. So it's, again, sort of what they did in the past uh, with some of their other social network. Uh, and you know, remember back in the day when you couldn't get a Gmail account unless you got invited by one of your friends? Same type of deal. Uh, people are also re- recognizing that this is very similar to an app that they had a number of years ago called Schemer, which would al- also allow you to sort of discover and find local events. And yeah, I think this has got an interesting angle um, because not everyone's on Facebook, and that's where I find a lot of my events. And I'll discover events because my friends will be interested in an event. And for people that are on Facebook, this is something for them, as well as it gets them out of Facebook to, you know, find other things. And maybe there's some additional uh, events that will pop up that maybe Facebook doesn't allow as well. Do you think they'll be successful? Like, they haven't had a great success rate with social media apps. No, and, and this is, I'm also wondering if people are getting gun shy to go all in on a Google thing because of the fact that you just start to love something and then they like, well, we're going to shelve it, you know, and uh, they've got a history of doing that with our favorite, some of our favorite apps. It's like, we'll, we'll play with it for a couple of years and then we're going to just get rid of it. And it's really frustrating to not have something live on, especially stuff, you know, like we've seen in the past. A lot of people like Google Plus. Uh, I love Google Reader, you know, those types of things. And it's hard to that you know this is still them sort of playing in the social media pool and maybe not uh, going in beyond dipping their toe in again. So I don't know. I think it might have a small audience at first, and it might take some you know big event to make it worthwhile for other people to jump in and get excited about it. That's all I need. Another social media app. Like yeah. I hate Facebook already. Like <laughs> do I do I want to use more? Yeah, I don't know. I got no I got no room for any more social media. I'm I'm, I'm good. 
Good luck, Google. Uh, one more story here. Apple reveals App Store takedown demands uh, by government. So uh, Apple always trying to be, I guess, transparent uh, with what's happening within uh, their company. And uh, it was re- uh, published on Tuesday uh, saying that it's received 80 requests from 11 countries to remove 634 apps from uh, the various localized app stores uh, during July 1st to December 31st, 2018. Interesting. They didn't necessarily take them yeah, all down. <laughs> but no, no, but they, they, they removed them, removed some of these apps because, you know, depending on the jurisdiction, there would be something like a gambling app or, you know, something that, you know, is sort of against that particular jurisdiction's laws and privacy laws or uh, smoking or, you know, what have you, that type of thing. So, but the, the interesting thing is they didn't actually say what apps were removed from those different countries, um, just that it's from these different categories. And, uh, um, so, you know, gambling laws and privacy laws, even some pornography laws, which I didn't think Apple even allowed anything remotely pornographic onto their systems. But um, apparently so. It's just interesting. It's just, just well, maybe that's the government uh, for those localized countries. They deemed that particular app pornographic in nature where it might actually just be about cats. Who knows? You never know. So 634 apps uh, over a six-month period back in 2018. Uh, 517 of those uh, were asked uh, by China. <laughs> like They are yeah. by far the biggest uh, culprit there. But that's no surprise, John. You know, we were over in China, and half the apps we have didn't work there anyway. Uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter, uh, you know, what have you. All the social media apps uh, didn't work because basically the great China firewall have shut them down. Yeah, so it makes sense to not even make them available uh, on the app stores. But um, it's just, you know, it's, it's just interesting when you, most people don't think about sort of the logistics of running an app store, especially in different countries, and all of these little political laws and details that they'd have to manage. And, and you know, because uh, one of the things when you actually create an app, you get to choose what countries does this app publish to. So um, it's interesting that some of these apps would have, chosen to go into a country where they probably knew that that wouldn't be allowed. Um, so it's, uh, it's just interesting having Apple being so transparent about this stuff. Cause some of these things too, these, these takedown requests uh, often aren't even uh, published by other uh, companies because you know, it's kind of a negative thing about having their apps removed, for example, from a specific country for whatever reason. Um, so it's just interesting sort of peeling back the curtain a little bit and, and getting some insight into how Apple runs their app stores. When we come back from the break, still lots more uh, to talk about here on the App Show. Later in the program, we'll be talking about all these new data plans, which one might be right for you, and why did they all come out all of a sudden? <laughs> Suddenly we have all the data that we could ever uh, want. Uh, and coming up next, we're going to be talking about Agent Smith. Remember the character from The Matrix? Well, he's invaded your smartphone. If you have an Android smartphone you have to listen because more than 25 million Android smartphones from around the world have been infected with this, and it's pretty serious. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Still lots more to talk about uh, on the program today. We have our uh, Hot 5 app countdown coming up uh, shortly, where we'll talk about uh, the Hot 5 summer apps to make your summer even better. And uh, we'll be talking about all the new data plans, which one is right for you, and uh, why did they just all of a sudden come out with all these new (laughs) data plans as well? We'll do a little speculation uh, on that. Want to talk about uh, Agent Smith now. Uh, we touched a little bit on uh, this on our uh, other sister show, Get Connected, uh, yesterday. But it's pretty serious, and I wanted to bring more uh, light to it. So this is malware that uh, basically 
has infected close to 25 million Android smartphones around the world. Uh, if you used uh, a third-party uh, app store, and uh, you can actually use different app stores uh, on Google phones, uh, not a lot of people know that. Um, I think most get their stuff off the Google Play Store, which is uh, probably the right way to do it. Uh, but there's an app store called uh, Nine Apps, and uh, this is uh, where it uh, started. John, explain how this all happened. So basically what happened is uh, on the Nine Apps uh, app store, there was a number of different apps that were sort of peppered around the different categories in those stores, in that store. Um, and basically these are like really crappy, like flashlight apps and, and some porn apps and movie apps, these types of things. They barely worked, but all they needed to do is, be la- is to be launched. And once that app was launched, then it would actually go in and have permission to sort of go around inside your, in your device. And it would look for, um, some really popular, well-used apps like WhatsApp, uh, some other uh, apps that were used were Opera Mini, Flipkart, and a few other different, uh, you know, very popular apps uh, in those markets. And what it would do is it would go in and it would actually replace uh, some of the code in, say, WhatsApp, for example, so that it actually was now able to see all your messages transmit its own on your behalf, um, also send the virus to the next person you sent it to as well. And it just sort of kept replicating this way. And uh, it didn't take long for it to, like you said, get to a lot of different uh, users uh, because of the fact that it's, it's basically hidden and undetected uh, on most people's phones. And so um, the particular nefarious nature of this malware where it actually reprograms and changes how a legitimately downloaded app works is really quite scary when you think about it because you don't, you can't trust that your WhatsApp is clean. Um, and uh, I don't know how you can actually deal with that uh, as an end user. You have to sort of expect and wait for Google to fix things. Uh, an interesting point though, was that this particular vulnerability that was discovered in this malware was for a, uh, a, a, a particular exploit in Android that was patched a number of years ago, but there's still tons of devices out there that haven't been updated to the latest and greatest uh, Google uh, operating system. And so, there, that, uh, and therein lies the problem, John. And Derek, you know, we've seen yeah. this before. Android is so fragment, fragmented. Uh, you know, all the phone manufacturers kind of put their own tops over top of uh, Android. And a lot of people just don't up, update. And they don't get the update sometimes because it takes right. a while for the manufacturers like the Samsungs and LGs to uh, make sure they test the new version of the Google Android operating system, make sure it still works with all their apps that they've put on there. Right. And that's, of course, uh, and one of Apple's you know biggest feathers in its cap is the fact that they're they're much more locked down when it comes to that. Uh, they put out a they put out an update and everybody gets it all at the same time. That's one of the long standing complaints of Android users is that you're at the whim of the manufacturer of your particular device, which isn't ideal at all. I mean, if and there of course there are tons of users out there that just don't update their operating systems at all. Yeah, and and you know that's that's the great thing about Apple when there's a new update. Your phone won't shut up about it. Like you're constantly getting. <laughs> right. Do you want to upgrade tonight? Do you yeah. want to upgrade tonight? Uh, but again, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have that same type of notification on their Android smartphones, uh, or uh, they just, yeah, they never get it because even right. after a couple of years, sometimes the manufacturer just doesn't support updates anymore. Right. Which is a problem. And we, sorry, John. Even if there is an update, sometimes you're restricted on the Android side 
by your carrier because your carrier right. hasn't approved that update from Google for the, their phone networks. So I mean, it's just it's just this uh, red tape that's preventing people from getting these proper updates and patches. I mean, they did try to you know identify security patches that could get through a little bit faster, um, but sometimes in, at the core level of the operating system, there needs to be some major um, vulnerabilities patched. So, and that's why you should always update whenever there's a, an official update out there. So what, what can people do, John? Um, I, I think basically <laughs> just update whenever you see an update. Or check <laughs> they, the, the other thing that you can do on an Android side is you can actually have it you know, automatically check for updates. Uh, right. I don't think it's turned on by default. Uh, it depends on which flavor of Android you're using and which phone. But but go into your settings. Go into your um, basically. It's usually the the last entry on your settings screen. Uh, it's like about this phone or system settings or something like that. And there'll be software updates. And then you click on that. And there's usually a checkbox that you can click on that'll say automatically check for updates and let me know. And sometimes right. again, depending on the flavor, it'll say just do it. Do, like you know, apply the updates or notify me, and then I can actually click the OK button to you know because you know also don't want to do an update while you're like on the bus or something as well. So, um, but definitely turning on automatic updates uh, I think is a good thing uh, on any platform. Uh, John, we're gonna have to break here. Uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we will be doing our Hot Five app countdown. This week it's Hot Five summer apps to make your summer better. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here in the Course Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in Toronto this week. I've uh, got my tech friend, uh, Derek Malcolm, joining me in uh, the Toronto studio. We've got John holding down the fort back in Vancouver. Well, you know what time it is. The Weekly App Hot 5. That's right. It's the Hot 5 App Countdown. This week, it's the Hot 5 Summer Apps to make your summer better. And, uh, John, we'll start off uh, number five with, is it Rego? Rego, yes. This is a free app that basically allows you to collect your favorite locations. Uh, so, um, you know, whenever you go somewhere, you know, you can put a pin on Google or something like that. But what if you want to remember like that particular store or that type of uh, bar or that type of thing? This actually allows you to collect those locations. Um, using it, you'll be able to create collections of locations. You can organize it however you'd like, and they can be separated into groups based on your preferences. And you can make these completely private, or you can share them with your friends, which is really kind of cool. So it's basically a location collection app. Very cool. Uh, number four on the list this week, we've got the Pit Pal, and uh, I love this one. It's for iOS. It's free, uh, and it's all about grilling, barbecuing. So grilling, uh, obviously a big summer favorite. Uh, you can be in your backyard grilling with the family, uh, or if you have friends. I used to have friends <laughs> back in, back in the day. Uh, you want to get it right, obviously, right? And so it's really easy to mess it up. Like you can overcook steaks, uh, burgers and things like that. Uh, this this app, PitPal, will uh, help you grill everything to perfection. It provides valuable information on cooking temperatures, techniques, and allows you to track your grilling to improve over time, which is good. That's amazing. Are you a griller? I'm a big griller and uh, I like uh, smoking meats as well. I'm yeah. A smoker at the cottage and yep. I, no, I love this because uh, usually I'm just like going on my web browser just to, you know, how long should I cook this type of steak? Yeah. And now I can just have it on my phone. Well, it's great. And it's uh, it'll do it by thickness, cut of meat. Uh, I use a couple of them and uh, I think I'm even familiar with this this one as well. So you can put in the cut of meat. I think I'm going to do some New York's. Here's how thick it is. The wellness that you want it. And it'll tell you how many minutes per side, all that 
It's great, yeah. Love it. Number three on the Hot 5 app countdown, we're talking about the Hot 5 summer apps to make your summer better. John, D-Minder. What do you think this is about? This is... Uh, uh, it's probably something I should be looking at. Yes, we, we both should be. We spend too much time in the sun, I think, uh, especially when we were in Vegas recently. Um, so basically, D-Minder is for iOS, and it's free, and it's to help you manage your sun exposure time. Um, and basically, uh, the idea is that you input information on how much time you usually spend in the sun, how, how easily you tan and get sunburnt, and then start the timer. And then when you head outside, this app will tell you, hey, it's probably time to come back inside based on you know your skin uh, fairness, uh, how much time, how quickly you get burnt. And it's basically trying to keep an eye on you based on your specific personal uh, issues with the sun, uh, which is good because not everyone has the same amount of time that they need to be in the sun. So, um, yeah. My own, my own personal issues with the sun. Yeah, I stay out in it too long and I don't wear sunscreen. It's, it's pretty simple. But I'm going to try that one out. So number two on the Hot 5 app countdown this week, uh, we have D... Oh, sorry, we just did that one. Yonks. Uh, this is again for iOS. It's two bucks. Uh, Yonks, apparently British slang for a long time. It helps you keep track of past and future dates and notable milestones that are important to you. So for example, you could track how many days of summer are left uh, of your summer vacation, the number of days until the release of your most uh, anticipated blockbuster film, how long you've been sticking with your beach body diet, all on a customizable, easy-to-read list. And again, that app is called Yonks. Two bucks. And uh, number one this week, uh, John, for iOS, Walter. Yes, Walter. This is actually really cool. Do you remember in you know the 80s TV shows, whenever they had like some kind of tracking system to navigate it always be like just a couple of blips and no actual details like remember night rider you know you oh, have like a little like you know led light pointing in the direction you're supposed to go no no distance or anything like that what walter is is essentially it's a travel compass uh but it, it it's like google maps and that it'll help you navigate to various things but it actually doesn't have any uh, store names or you know restaurant names or any of that type of stuff. It just basically points you in the direction in your local vicinity of you know you're a five minute walk away from a bar or you're a two minute walk from restaurants. And the whole idea is discoverability about these types of things. So it's actually kind of a cool little uh, display. And as you sort of walk around town, it'll show you what's nearby by simply giving you indications of which direction the bars are, which direction the restaurants are, that type of thing. And it works anywhere. So it's kind of a neat way to explore without actually being told or prejudging a location based on their name, that type of thing. So if you're looking for a bar, shopping, food, uh, what have you, they've got a little, really cool little color categorized uh, navigation system that will help you walk around a, a new city. That was the Hot 5 app countdown. Again, the Hot 5 summer apps to make your summer better. When we come back from the break, have you upgraded to one of these new uh, unlimited data plans? Well, we give you, give you the lowdown uh, on what they're all about, uh, the pros and cons, and uh, talk about uh, why now. Why suddenly have they come out with these huge data plans? You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Egerbo here in Toronto. Actually, this week I've got uh, a great tech expert uh, joining me uh, for this program. His name is Derek Malcolm. Thanks for coming in. Hello. Thank you. We've got John Beeler back in Vancouver holding the fort down. Uh, guys, I want to talk about all these new unlimited plans that uh, have uh, hit. Uh, I kind of started out uh, with 
Rogers coming out with their infinite plans. Uh, basically, 75 bucks a month gets you unlimited data. However, after 10 gigabytes, which is a lot, uh, yeah. they throttle the speed down. Yeah, to 256, I think, kilobits per second. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, and then the other tiers, I think it's, what do we what do we got? We got 75 for 10. You've got, I think, 95, 95 for 20. 20. And then I can't remember. 120 bucks or something like that yeah, for, for 50. 50. Yeah. 50 gigabytes, which is a lot. That's a lot. So, and I think what happens is after you go over, after you meet your cap, uh, they throttle you down to like 3G or 2G, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. So. Which they say is still usable for yeah. web surfing, email, and streaming, but it is painfully slow. Right. But I think the key thing there is that uh, you won't get any, you won't get dinged for any overage charges. No. So you, even though the service might be crappy, you're at least you're not going to get like, like I was up in my cottage uh, last weekend, and I guess I'd hit my cap. This is why I changed. Like I, I just got onto the 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 ten gigabyte one a few days ago, but uh, I got a notification. I was ninety percent of my data, which was crazy because I had like fourteen gigs. I don't know what your Andy, kid, your eight year old is yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, my kids streaming a lot of videos, but but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And then I think a couple days later, I got a notification. It was like I had accrued like a hundred and fifty dollars in overage charges. Hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, and that was just for like I think I was only like. It's only a few gigabytes over. Yeah. And that's so, I mean, that's like, I think the first time that's ever happened. Uh, I mean, I disclosure, I'm a former Rogers employee. So, I mean, I hadn't literally paid for my own phone in whatever, 13 years. So I'm kind of, it's like new being a proper customer of Rogers. Yeah. But uh, uh, now so. you can see how the other half live. Yeah, with basically, all the overages. It was like, yeah, you, you <laughs> thanks, really, Derek. You really take it for granted, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was really, I was really shocked to see, you know, how quickly that adds up. So, I called them and I, I switched over to this plan. And it's like, I like I say, like 150 bucks worth of overages. I mean, even throttle me. I'd rather you throttle me than, you know, ding me with that kind of a bill. Like, and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be pretty. You should complain. Did you complain? Uh, I mean. I, I, there Can were I a couple, there were a couple issues. I, I you know, I, there was a, a billing issue that had happened, which we resolved. And uh, coincidentally, because I switched over to the new Infinite before the end of my billing cycle, they forgave the hundred and fifty dollar overage charge. Of course, they didn't. So, <laughs> so I mean, that was I don't know. That was that was uh, that was pretty good. I thought, but uh, yeah, and I found it interesting. Now Bell's got comparable. But they, I think they're being even more competitive. They're doing like 500 and, I think it's 512 kilobytes per second. Same with TELUS, yeah. Yeah, and TELUS. They kind of use well. do the same network though, Yeah, Bell and TELUS. Yeah. Uh, but what what is interesting is, you know, this sounds great, but I think for a lot of people, 75 bucks is an increase in what they're paying now. Because they probably, right. yeah, they might have been paying like 50 bucks a month for obviously right. a lot less data. Yeah. So it sounds good. Hey, I get unlimited data, kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, but the telecoms, they're making money. For sure. And they're getting rid of, they're phasing out all of their other plans as well. Yes. So you're not going to be able to get any other plans besides those infinite plans. I think that's with, that's with Rogers. I don't know if, I don't know if, about Bell or Telus if they're doing the same thing. Well, I, I talked to, to the president, um, uh, Jim Senko uh, of uh, Telus Mobility uh, on our Get Connected uh, show last week. And uh, he said they were able to take 200 plans or, you know, or variations of these plans and get them down to six plans right so 
for him, he said, we're going to save a truckload of money on support costs. Like, can you imagine having to right. support 200 different plans and explain that to customers? So the volume of their calls and their call centers are going to go down dramatically. And you're going to have happy customers because right. they're not totally confused about what's going totally. on. Yeah. But still, uh, it is an increase. Like our cell phone bills, I remember when I first got my cell phone years ago, uh, obviously didn't have data back then, but it was like right. 15 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. And slowly we're up, we're up at 75 bucks. Yeah. That's kind of the bottom rung. It's not cheap. No, seriously. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't know how, you know, if you've got a family, how do you afford that? If you've got, you know, kids or teenagers on, on phones. And, and yeah. That's why you don't have TV. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always get their money. They always get their money. So, uh, John, did you upgrade? No, you've got a good plan through Kudo already. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm one of those holdouts that got a really good uh, plan for migrating from public mobile to to Kudo. Uh, I pay forty bucks a month for six gigs and unlimited everything else. So, uh, but before that, I was off with Rogers, and I had um, I think I had a the five gig plan, like the original like iPhone plan that they had, where it was like thirty bucks for the data, and then uh, I think I was paying. 50 or 60 bucks for the phone and voicemail and all that kind of stuff. So I was paying like 80 or $90 a month. And then when I switched down to these, this cheaper plan, uh, it was great. I was getting basically the same, if not better, uh, you know, uh, data and everything else like that. And I was paying out like half. So, um, I, I do get why they're doing this. I, I, I do like the simplification of the plans that also might make it harder for people though, to get a deal. Um, because you don't have a, any choices anymore. There's, you know, the kind of the, thing that you could always do with the carriers would be to call in through retention and say, Hey, I've been a customer for X amount of years. What can you do for me? So the, you know, the base plan might be, you know, 75, but then you could get a, you know, 15 to 20 bucks knocked off that a month in credits for royalty retention, that type of stuff. Right. So it really just depends on how much money you were spending uh, previously as to what kind of deal they give you. And I I don't know if that's going to continue with these sort of streamlined plans now as well. I'm also curious if you are in throttle jail, is what, is what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> throttle um, jail? When you hit the max, yeah. Yeah, can you buy your way out of that if you need full 4, 4G or presumably 5G? Oh, John, you can always buy your way out. <laughs> They'll have something <laughs> for that, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, and interestingly, this week, uh, Rogers also added another uh, tier of these infinite plans uh, that include Canada and the U.S., so if you buy into one of these plans, they're obviously more money. Uh, you won't have any roaming charges. You can use that unlimited data down in the U.S. as well without paying roaming. So they're more money. Uh, the 10 gigabyte uh, of data at max speed, and then they throttle it down, uh, is 95 bucks per month. So it's 20 bucks more, I think, for each level right. that you go into. But, you know, for people that go down in the U.S., that's not a bad deal. That is, it's 20 bucks more to basically that's like a couple of days of roaming, you know, yeah. somewhere else. Right. So if you travel a lot uh, uh, between the two countries, that definitely be attractive. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look at my bill and just see how much roaming I've done over the year down in the U S cause I do a bunch of U S trips. So, right. uh, the math might uh, make it worth it. i I got uh, that 10 gig $60 plan back a couple of years ago. Remember during, right, yeah. uh, I think it was the holidays in December when, uh, one of the past years, uh, they all kind of came out with that. So why do you think they came out with it now? They're all saying they're getting ready for 5G. <laughs> do we believe that? That's a, that's a good question. I, you know what? I don't, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, there, must have, there must have been some kind of impetus because they don't generally just offer this type of stuff up unless there's some reason behind it. 
either a competitor or maybe a policy change, or maybe there's some heat from the CRTC to, you know, make it better for Canadians. They don't care. They don't care about that. (laughs) Well, that was interesting too. When I did go over my data uh, when I was up North, it was the, the notification text that I got that had said in compliance with the new CRTC regulations, da 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 something like they're required to yeah. turn my data off. So they actually turned my data off completely yeah. until I like And then you were an idiot and turned it back on. Well I I mean I need data. What yeah, hundred and fifty hundred and fifty bucks worth? It's losing my limbs. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, so again, all the big three carriers have these uh, these plans uh, going now. Uh, if you are using a lot of data, and I think we all are, uh, you know, it might be worth it. But again, yeah, they're going to be more expensive than a lot of the uh, the cheaper plans. So it just depends on how much video streaming uh, you're doing on a regular basis. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get uh, our game app of the week and also John's favorite app of the week. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here, uh, actually in Toronto this week. We've got John Beeler holding the fort down in Vancouver. John, uh, what's our game app of the week? So did you, you I'm sure you had a, a click wheel iPod back in the day. Yes. Do you remember when Apple released Texas Hold'em for it? Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the 10-year anniversary of that, and they just released for free an updated version of that Texas Hold'em app for iOS, and it's pretty cool. They uh, they've updated the graphics. They got some new characters. I hope so. <laughs> all kinds of <laughs> uh, yeah, the graphics look really great. They're actually like uh, they look like video people. Um, like they're actually playing the game with you uh, on your on your iPhone, and it's completely free. And it's actually a lot of fun. They what it's, it's interesting. They have different uh, sort of places you can go to gamble, and you start off in someone's garage <laughs> with no money for buy-in and then you can progress up to uh and this i thought this was really kind of cool but sort of the, the high end once you've earned a lot of money playing the game you can actually buy into a game in macau oh uh, yeah where we were could, recently yeah 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 which is you know that's the pinnacle of apple's texas hold'em uh casino uh rooms i guess uh you know after you go through vegas and a few other uh, big locations around the world which is kind of fun so you can play that uh for free and uh it's uh available now let's uh Go to your pick of the week, John. This was a cool one. Yeah, this I thought this was really kind of clever of Microsoft. Uh, they just released for a PC, um, Windows 1.0. And you might think, well, why would they do that? They did that a long time ago already. Uh, and basically, this is a tie-in from uh, with Stranger Things, which is actually set in 1985, the year Windows 1.0 was released. So uh, it's basically uh, a fun little... Uh, blast from the past of what Windows used to be like back in the day, and you get to sort of experience Windows 1.0 all over again. And, uh, a, a nerd's dream come true, definitely. That's all the time we have left uh, for the app show. I want to thank Derek Malcolm for joining us here in Toronto. Thanks for coming in. Oh, man, thanks for having me. This was a riot. That was a lot of fun. And, John, thanks for holding down the fort, not burning the office down. <laughs> uh, it's still early. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every Saturday uh, here on the Chorus Radio Network uh, out of CKNW 980 in Vancouver from 10 to 11 in the morning. This is Mike, Derek, and John signing off. We'll see you again next week. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.